Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network. Talking AT&T, we all want to be heard. And when you're not, it's frustrating. Even if it's something as silly as the sandwich shop forgetting the extra avocado you ordered. When no one listens to you, it's frustrating. That's why it's so refreshing that AT&T is hearing you and making changes. They're giving every single customer new and existing the same deal. Check out smartphone pricing that's fair for everyone at att.com slash best deals. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice now. Come on, dig me. One and only Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. One more time, partner. Steve Harvey got a radio show. Man, how amazing is that? How good has God been to me? How good has he been to you? Just check yourself sometimes. Just sit up and just just run a survey. Just look at your life where it's at. It might not be where you want it to be, but that's probably some decisions you made. But really, though, in spite of all the crazy mistakes I done made, I mean, man, I, 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 
I look back at some of the decisions I done came up with, and, and, and man, it's, it's, it's just amazing he let me live. I mean, it's, it's, and, and, and to exist the way I exist, it, it, that's nothing but grace, mercy, favor, all that is. That's what my mama praying for me when I wasn't praying for myself. It had to be it because, man, I can truly tell you, I, I have made enough mistakes, man, s- stuff you would never even know about and recovered from them all. You can too. And I don't care what you've done. Marvin Sapp has a song out that says, he saw the best in me. When everyone else around me could only see the worst in me. You know, that that's an important song, man. Especially, you know, I want to talk to men today because, uh, man, being a man is so, so difficult. Please know, it, it, it has been my quest ever since I was a little boy. My father had one ambition. Son, I don't care what you do, but when I get through raising you, you will be a man. That's all I want you to be. He never cared what I did for a living. It never made a difference to him. You're going to be a man. Manhood is difficult. Now, ladies that's listening to this, I'm not saying womanhood ain't. I don't know what it takes to be a woman, so... You know, I'm, I'm, but I do know exactly what it takes to be a man. So, you know, sometimes when you talk to people on the radio, you have to preface things because people are just go, he trying to make it look like womanhood. ain't No, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just talking to men today to explain to them that they ain't by themselves and struggling trying to figure this thing out, that you are not alone in your quest for manhood, that is difficult. Even it was interesting yesterday, the dating game guy, he said the reason, I didn't get to say this on the air, but I read his profile. He said one of the reasons he was still single because he was trying to find himself as a man. He was 42. I got to tell you, man, um, manhood is that kind of difficult, and it becomes even more compounded if a young boy does not have a male role model. I've said it a thousand times, I'll say it again. A young boy without a male role model is like an explorer without a map. Well, I have a suggestion for everybody that's struggling with manhood and all of the men out there that are men. This message is for all of us, and it's for me too. You know, I was listening to Joyce Myers the other day, and um, she made a statement. She said, sometimes you got to do the right thing even when it feels wrong. You know, one of the difficulties of manhood is peer pressure and the misguided principles of manhood. See, what God wants us to be as men and what we believe manhood is 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 sometimes two different things. I'll give you an example. I wrote this book for women, right? And um, I was telling them the three ways that a man shows his love. And I called them three Ps. We profess, we protect, and we provide. Every man who is a man, that's how he exhibits love. We're not talky-talky, comforting, we're not great nurturers, but when it comes down to to it, what we all want to do, what is in our DNA, is to profess our love for something, you as a woman, to protect you as a woman, and to provide for you as a woman. That's in our DNA. Now, sometimes that gets messed up, and I'll give you an example. 
Sometimes when a boy doesn't have the proper real role model in his life, he takes that principle of love that we all possess in us, every man, the professing part, the protecting and the, and the, and the providing part, and we misplay it. That's why gangs exist. Gangs exist off those three principles. What's the first thing a gang member do? He profess. He claim a hood. That's the first thing he do. This is my neighborhood. I'm Deuce Trey. I'm Triple H. I'm Doopy Doop. I'm purple. I'm, I'm red. I'm blue. First thing they do is claim. That's professing. That's how we show our love. But it's misguided, though. Now we professing something that ain't even good for us. Your hood, your gang, your clique. Now, guess what? Now we got to protect it. So now, as a protection part of our love, here we go. You come down here, we're going to do this to you. You go over there, they're going to do that to you. You protect your hood. This your turf. This all you got. You ain't, ain't nobody coming down here with blue on. Can't nobody come over here with red on. You can't come over here with purple on. You can't come over here with black and gold on. And we and we protect that because that's in our DNA. And then what's the third thing? We provide. So guess what the gang need? Money. Guess what we do? We selling drugs. We selling women. We selling guns. It go back to the same thing, man. I don't know how God gave it to me that way when I was writing the book, but he showed it to me along the way. That's how men love. Well, when you don't have a role model in your life, guess what? Now that love is misplaced, it's misguided, it's off track. Ain't no man told you that really you're supposed to take this love and give it to a woman. You're really supposed to profess, protect, and provide for a woman. Not your gang set. Now you professing your hood, repping a color, you protecting your territory, shooting people, driving by, coming over you on your street, and then you provide. Now you're out here selling drugs and guns for that same thing. When a boy does not have a male role model, he has a misguided way of looking at manhood. The reason I'm saying this today is because, fellas, this is what I'm saying. Quit tripping yourself out, man, and find out the type of man God wants you to be. Here's the deal. See, God created all of us in his image. That means he's put some of our DNA in him. That's why it's in your DNA to profess, protect, and provide. Because guess what? That's what God do for us. Because we his children. God provides for us. He protects us. And he professes his love for us. He claims us. He died on the cross for us. He done all that for us. I'm just talking to men right now. You don't want to be in your house when the, when the cop knocking on the door. You want to be laying there in peace. See, when my doorbell rang, I can go answer it. Because ain't no police coming over here because I ain't done nothing for them to come. You can't go to your door like that when you got weed in the back. You got crack in the back. You got cocaine in the back. You can't go answer your door. You hear that? You got to start flushing toilets and stuff, man. That's crazy. I'm just telling you, man, I had to wake up about five years ago. I wasn't doing what God wanted me to do. And then he shook me. He said, man, I'm going to bring about some changes in your life. I'm going to cause some things to happen that's going to put you in a position. And this time you're going to listen to me. Because if you don't, you're going to keep living in this pain you've been in. But you put yourself in this pain. I owe no blame to no one else but myself. Please know I know that. And that's how we, you really get to manhood when you figure out what you done done wrong. You can't blame this on none of your exes because you a man. You can't go, my ex did this. No, no, you a man, partner. 
you got to take responsibility for yours and yours alone. If you got kids, you got to get to them some kind of way. Write them a letter, send them the money. If she won't let you see it for the money, whatever. Send the money to her mama. Do what you're supposed to do as a man. Do what God wants you to do, man, because he not letting us off the hook for what we supposed to be just because you ain't doing it. And if you do it, you turn your life around. Just hollering at the fellas today, that's all. Sorry about that. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen and everybody else, may I have your attention, please? This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Make no mistake about it. Here it is. Ain't nothing else to this. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning, Steve. Carla Pharrell. Good morning, Steve. Hey, crew. Junior. Morning up. Tommy Tom. Big doggy dog. Sitting up in here trying to be about it. Yes, sir. Hustle and flow. That's it. Yeah. How you feeling, Steve? Uh, you know, I'm actually uh really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, excited. It's a new day. Yeah. I woke up. I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. I got some Amen. plans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got some uh, dreams and stuff that I want to accomplish. Some visions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got the stuff written down. I've been reworking everything. Now, I'm going to write some more stuff down this week. What does you a know? man like you who has so much and who has been blessed so wonderfully and beautifully, what else do you dream about? Oh, Just for I the got, people, you know? I got some bigger stuff. You know, I want to... I want to do some things to change some other people's lives. Okay. Um, Giving. Go yeah. ahead. Oh, that's right. Uh, Tommy, we on that list. You know. Uh, <laughs> we are too, Shirley. Uh, trying to act y'all like it's just for the boys. The list <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> actually been on the list. You don't have to worry about getting on there. Uh, I'm, I'm available for anybody who want to do something big. Man. You know, I'm with it. <laughs> anybody want to do something big. Uh, I'm looking to... Uh, grow uh, mm-hmm. my company uh, as an international businessman. Okay. Uh, that's the thing that I've laid claim to. Well, you know why I asked you that, though. Why? Because you know, people people need to know, you know, you can still dream. Never stop dreaming and never stop, you know, believing in yourself and, you know, just No because, matter how big. Yeah, no matter yeah. how big you no. are. You have a lot, but oh. there's God, our God is big and, you mm-hmm. know, he can do a, a, over and well, above, you know. There's a scripture that says um, a, a man without a dream or a vision shall perish. Mm-hmm. So you can't stop dreaming and you can't stop having visions because... I mean, if you don't dream of nothing, if you if you don't want nothing else, what what what's what's to waking up for? Yeah, then go right. ahead and just go on. What you here for today? Huh? Go on on. Taking up space. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting there, ain't doing that. Right. Mm. Yeah, man. You're because you've got to. Yeah, man. You know. You know, man. You have to press, and and I suggest that people aim extremely high. I, I I I think people should you should want stuff that's in your imagination. Uh-huh. Go way over there. Mm-hmm. If it's in your imagination, if you've ever imagined it, want it, mm. want it. That's that's where your real life is at. It's in your imagination. Mm-hmm. So all the things that you have now. That you currently have, you you've dreamt about them at some point in time. Yeah, at at one point in time, even when I even even though some of this stuff I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of it just show up it just, just show because up. you was pushing. 
or yeah. other things. Can I tell you, okay, when we come back, can I share with you what that really is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I have a great okay, story good. for you too, Steve. Okay, we'll all right, when back. we come back, I'll tell you what that is. We'll be right back. At 32 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, we were talking about dreams when we opened up, and um, we just got into a, a great conversation about dreams and never stop dreaming and, you know, things like that, and you were going mm-hmm. to tell us uh, yeah, because Tommy was saying he was wondering because mm-hmm. I, I got some stuff that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, some of the stuff I didn't everything. imagine I was going to get because mm-hmm. I didn't know it existed. Right. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? No. You know, uh-huh. people. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. People, people yeah. got it. You got to understand that part. When that happens to you, that's called grace. Mm. That's called grace. See. Justice, mercy, is when you don't get what you deserve. Mm -hmm. Justice is when you get what you deserve. Grace is is what you get that you don't deserve. Okay. Hmm. Grace is what you get that you don't deserve. Mm -hmm. Justice is when you get what you deserve. Mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. Yeah, like we say a lot, oh, please, Lord, have mercy on me or have mercy. But grace is when you get what you don't deserve. Yeah, you haven't done anything to... To, to earn it, but but yeah, but God no, gives you didn't it to write, you anyway. That's right. You uh-huh. didn't write it down on a piece of paper. Right. You didn't hope for it. It wasn't on your list mm-hmm. of things to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you were there. Oh, I done got a lot of grace there. And, and, and like yeah. you say, and, and Tommy, it's because you've been just putting in some work. And so when you put in the work with the faith, what Thank God you. does is he puts some grace on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And that is where it gets crazy for you. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps pouring it on you. And, and and what I had to learn was, you hear old people talk about, this is your season. Mm-hmm. What you have to remember about your season is, you cannot look at seasons like seasons in a calendar year when it comes to God. Yeah, that's Like right, this right. is your season, like this is your spring and summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A season to God can be 30 years. A season for God could be 12 years. Mm. You know, when it's your season, man, don't be scared about it drying up. Mm. This is your season. You ain't got to worry about it drying up. God don't do droughts. He does. When 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 he's giving you the stuff that's in your season, it's your time to harvest. It's, It's your time to reap. And it, it ain't no time limit on that. Even if you have a dark day in the middle of the heart. That's right. Now, you're right about that. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. See, suppose don't that. Don't give up. That's life. Yeah. That's See, you can't life. go, oh, it's over for me now. Yes. Well, right. guess my season is up. <laughs> here, here comes so-and-so again. Mm-hmm. No, nah, man. So-and-so just a rainstorm today. Mm-hmm. It's going to be sunny tomorrow, and you go right on back out there picking them grapes. Picking them apples out your orchard. That's that's what I I'm, I'm, I learn more and more about that as I get older. Okay, 
All right. Well, that was a good lesson. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Some people need to hear that today. That was good. Mm -hmm. I did. I needed it. Okay. (laughs) Me too. Because you know what? A lot of times I'm saying stuff, Mm -hmm. it's because faith comes from hearing, not from having heard. See, you got to hear something at a certain time for it to click in. You dig? Yeah. See, yeah. faith don't come from having heard. Well, I heard that a long time ago. No, no. Something happened to you right now to make it click for you. Oh, Lord, I believe that. Faith comes from hearing, not from having heard. So that's why sometimes when I'm repeating this, even though I've heard it before. It's for you. It, it's for me because mm-hmm. it replenishes and restores my faith. Right. That I need to continue my journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They say hearing and listening is two different things, man. Boy. That's right. <laughs> I can't believe you even said that. I, I wasn't going to say nothing. That boy, man. I let it go. Wait a minute. I got, that boy I got let deep. It go. <laughs> that was good. Oh, it was. See, every now and then, Junior, he going to say something that's stunning. <laughs> Stunned me. I'm talking about and like it's a like, right damn, wrong. dog. You be going, okay, yes. What's that, Tommy? Was that nephew Tommy? Man. Was that Mr. Miles? That was Mr. Miles. You just be going, oh. who, who is Because you know nephew Tommy got none of that. No. no. <laughs> Let me see if I can get to this other story, Steve. This is, Come on. This is fun. Funny. Uh, a woman was busted having an affair after her Uber driver turned out to be her husband. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! This is oh, just man. an awkward case of my mistaken identity. Uh, this all happened as a Colombian woman was meeting up with her boyfriend. The pair called an Uber to take them to a motel, you know, so they could have a little privacy. Uh, the woman identified as Yemi, and her boyfriend, Jesus, confirmed that they did not know the driver before they booked the ride. They thought the driver was a man named Leonardo, but when they got into the car, they realized the driver was actually the woman's husband. God! <laughs> But you know what? When you God, do the Uber, you, I got to get the hell out of this car. Busted, man! I'm diving out this window. I don't know this hell. <laughs> get your hands oh, off of me! Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. What happened after that, Shirley? Okay, it turns out her her husband had borrowed his friend's car and uh, Uber account to work as the driver that night. Mm. All right. Oh, yeah. But just no. so you know, it is against Uber rules and their policy for people to work. Yeah, yeah you can't do that. But he yeah. did it. You can, you're not supposed to do that. You can't do it. Uh, you're not supposed to use another driver's no, account, man. any of that. Yeah. We sit in the car and I'm from the front, you oh hear? Hey, baby. <gasps> hey, baby. Man, I'm kicking this back one day. There's no way out of that. So, sure. Yes, so, they dude. get in the car. Yes. They is want- there any more reports? Because really, I don't see how. I don't even see how this made it to the news. <laughs> no it, fatalities? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to figure out? <laughs> they're, all, they're, they're all still alive? Is there <laughs> yellow tape around the car? <laughs> uh-huh. oh, all right, we got to move on. Uh, Nephew Tommy. Uh, oh, there you go. Nephew Tommy is back uh, with a prank phone call. Run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, Bill Cosby's first week in prison. Samuel L. Jackson reacts to the Kavanaugh Pulp Fiction viral video. But uh, first, before we get to the prank, Steve, before we went to break, I was telling you about a story where a woman and her boyfriend, she was having an affair with this guy. They called an Uber to take them to a hotel. And who was the driver? No one but her husband. So they were straight busted. So what would you do? Get out of that, dog. Yeah. Get out of that. Yeah. Okay. I, I got to hear the do, 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 do. Shut your door, babe. Put your seatbelt on. Okay. Then I look up there and I look into my eyes in that rearview mirror. God! <laughs> <laughs> Man, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hey, look, lady. Lady, <laughs> if you don't get your damn hands <laughs> off of me <laughs> and get out of my Uber, <laughs> I don't know who you are jumping in this damn Uber. <laughs> I'm a guy. Oh, my God. She tried to kidnap me. Uh, <laughs> sir, sir, can you open my damn door back here? <laughs> She was baby a little while ago. Yeah. But. Oh my god. That was pretty good though, Steve. That was good. Uh, that was good. You got to do something. Yeah. 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 But otherwise, you got to get out that car. Otherwise, you're just busted. But yeah. he already know where y'all going to. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, that's on his phone where y'all yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. To the to the <laughs> motel. Yeah. First and foremost. He already know. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, it's no getting away. That's no, the worst. No, you're just busted. Yeah, you just busted. Well, Shirley, but when you get busted, you don't stay in the bust. You get, yeah. you get out. But I'm just saying, either way, you're you busted. You bust out. Yeah, you bust out. Bust you're... out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, nephew. It's time for the prank phone call. What you got? Well, speaking of busted, here it is. Your wife is in the limo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hello? Hello, I'm trying to... Uh... I'm trying to read Rob, 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 yeah, yeah. Rob. What's happening? This, this Robert. What's up, boss? Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, hey, listen, ma'am. Uh, my name's Phil, dog. I know you threw some other people. Your brother's right? Yeah, that's my brother. Yeah, what's happening? Listen, man, I'm calling you because there's something going hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, it, 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 everything all right with my brother, right? You ain't, this ain't no, he ain't no trouble, is it? No, 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 no. Okay. Straight, man. Listen, though. You married to... Right? Yeah. That's my wife, boss. Okay. Well, see, man, what I'm trying okay, to... Look, 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 man. Um, I mean, spit it out. What's happening, boss? Listen, what I'm trying to explain to you... My Once again, my name for you. Okay. For a time, I drive limos. And uh, I'm actually driving right now. Okay. But, okay, what's up? Well, I had seen your wife. You know, I knew you was little brother. You know, I was like, okay, this this right here ain't cool. Hold on, bro. You know, what, what? You you seen my wife? What you mean, my wife? How you know? What you talking about? Okay, well, let me, okay, okay, Rob, let me ask you: Is, is your wife there right now? No, nah, boss. My wife been gone, man. She was out with her sister and her homegirls, man. They been gone. What are you trying to get at, man? What's my okay, brother? Okay, bro, listen, okay, bro. Listen, okay. I got. Hey, hey. I understand. Just listen to me, man. Listen. Hey, man, I done been dogged out of many times by some ladies, you know what I'm saying? I just hate to see brothers get done wrong. I don't like wrong. this. Where are you coming from, dog? Listen, dog, you need to go ahead and spit out all this rambling and Okay, okay, listen, man. I drive limousines. And what I'm trying to say to you is... What is you that, trying to say, man? Spit it out. Your, your wife is in the back of the limousine I'm driving right now. She in the back, so what? What, the girls out and, and oh, like that? What? No, no, man. If it was a bunch of girls out, I wouldn't even be calling you, bro. 
Your wife is in the back of this limousine with a man. What the f***, man? What the f***, man? This, oh, my okay. God. Hey, Junior, y'all, hey, y'all step out. Hey, y'all step out the room for a minute, man. Step out the room for a minute. Step out the room. Just, hold on. Hold on, boss. Step out the room for a minute, man. Step out the room. Hello? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, look, man. You need to come correct, man, because this ain't no matter right here, dog. you saying that my wife, you, you got my, my wife in the back of the limousine you driving. Man. What she got on, dog? What she got on? What color it is that she got on? A black dress with white lines in it. What That's the f***? What? What? Where you at, man? That what she is there? I'm, you I'm you trying. Right hey, 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 bro. I'm trying to make sure I got the right person. Okay, look, look, look. That's what she had on. You know my brother. You ain't got that accomplished. And you saying that you got my wife wearing what she is. Out the house we're talking about. Does this look cute? Does this look? I wouldn't stand this look cute. And you say he in the back of your car? Where you driving at, dog? Where you driving at, man? That's all I need to know about. You you need to have that with whoever it is. Who the who, who, who the car was? Who, who the dog? Who the man? Okay, dog. Listen, man. Well, I'm trying to say this to you. See, dog. I've been around. I've been on this road here myself, man. You know what I'm Look, saying? Look, dog. I just tell me this, man. Brother, reach out to you, it's, man. It's, 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 it's the bro that's sitting in the back. Do she got the curls coming down on the side? That's all I need to know. Do she got the curls just dangling on the side? Yeah. I ain't hear you, boss. I ain't hear you. Speak up, man. I, I said, yeah, man. I can't talk loud, man. They in the back. I can't hey, look, talk. look, all this shit, man. You calling me, dog? And this some serious. You you gonna call and you you try to make it straight, right? So you bring it all over to where I'm at, boss. Dog, I can't do that, man. I can't bring him over. You, you can't do that, dog. You gonna act crazy, Rob. You gonna act crazy, man. I'm telling you. See, what kind of f***ing lady look, dog? You call me, put her on the phone. F*** that. Put her on the phone. I can't. Get a phone to her, dog. Get a phone. Obey that. You need to drive that where I'm at, boss. Drive that where I'm at, boss, because this is gonna be handled right now. I just got It's another year. I said I'm gonna go back to my home.
Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your wife. Hell no. Hey, man. Who? Who? Man. What the? Nephew Tommy. Nephew Tommy. <laughs> this is Nephew Tommy in the flesh, baby. Oh, um, man. Am I on the radio? Man. Yeah, my bad, my cousin, dog. My bad, man. You got me, man. You got me, man. Golly. Hey, let me ask you something, oh, man. man. Before we go, Rob, what is, man, the baddest radio show? Oh, in man, the Steve Harlan Morning Show with Nephew Tommy's crazy <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nephew. Coming up in entertainment news, Bill Cosby's first week in prison and Samuel L. Jackson reacts to the Kavanaugh Pulp Fiction viral video. That's coming up at the top of the hour right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Bill Cosby has been in prison for one week, and uh, TMZ is reporting that it hasn't been all that bad for him. According to sources, uh, Mr. Cosby spends his days chatting with the prison staff and just strolling around the prison guards. You know, he's still has not yet entered the general population, which is likely for his own protection, they're saying. He eats breakfast in his cell every day and then lunch and dinner. He'll do that either in a cell or in an open room. Now, since he is legally blind, let's not forget about that, Cosby does have a personal guide who walks him around the prison uh, to the library, uh, to the yard, and to other facilities. TMZ also learned that he's been able to speak with his wife, Camille, on the phone every single day for just for a few minutes, though. And most likely they talk about his appeal. And uh, it won't be until next week when he'll be able to uh, have some visitors come and see him. Sure. Yeah. Can't nobody on the outside say it ain't been that bad. No. They ain't in there. <laughs> no. The person that's they, giving out the information. Yeah. Man, come on. You got two weeks usually of orientation to prison life. And then they put you in general population. He'll probably go straight to protective custody because he's a high-profile case. Uh, and if in they state do, prison? Well, they have protective custody every year. Yes, oh, he's okay. in the state prison. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can't yeah. just dump people in there with, with them boys. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, them bo- oh, the ones he, that ain't ever getting out? Mm, yo, wow. Let me ask you this. If he got a guide, is, is that a prisoner or someone that works? No, yeah, funny. well, you don't know. Come on now. Yeah. Because, you know, they have people who work at the hospital in the medical department mm-hmm. that push the guys to their appointments and, oh, you know, okay. in wheelchairs and stuff like that. They got that's like a job within the prison. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. a trustee job. Right? Yeah. Wow. Ain't nobody coming in to do that. You what you don't want to be <laughs> is a non inmate working around the inmates. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you ain't the guard. And they nah, know that. Partner. Yeah. Nah. That ain't no life. I had one of them jobs, huh? You used to deliver paint to the prison. The prisoners wave really? you in it. Yeah, the prisoners wave you in the prison. I didn't move that truck. I need somebody with a uniform on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on in, little man. Uh-uh. <laughs> nah. What you nah, name is, my Junior? The whole nah, time. nah, dog. Where is somebody who free who get to go home? <laughs> yeah. Wow, you, really, yeah. Junior? Yeah. yeah, what you can't do is just be mm. surrounded by no, everybody no, no, no. locked up. Nah, nah, you don't oh, do that. Because they love yeah. company. That's smart, yeah. Junior. Yeah. Man, I'd have left mm. that paint at that gate every damn time. I had, I I had to pull the off. truck in there, but all the people that worked there came out then. I wasn't moving because the inmates said come in. <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Come on in, little man. <laughs> I started whistling. You don't make good decisions. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. All right, let me tell you about this Samuel L. Jackson story, too. If you spend any time online, you may have noticed this uh, viral video going around that features Samuel L., his character yes. from Pulp Fiction. Remember that character mm. grilling Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. If you haven't seen it, the video combines clips from Kavanaugh's testimony in response to Dr. Christine, Christine Blasey Ford's sexual assault allegations against him with clips from Samuel's iconic monologue from the beginning of the uh, movie. Uh, Samuel L.'s character also roasts Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. And so far, <laughs> the original viral clip has racked up tens of thousands of retweets and likes on Twitter. Samuel L. Jackson gave the clip his stamp of approval uh, and called it funny as heck. He yeah. said it was funny. <laughs> All right, Steve, let's move on. It is time for uh, today's headlines. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Uh, thank you very much, everybody. This is Ann Tripp, everyone. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says that the full Senate is going to vote on President Trump's pick for the Supreme Court later this week and that the FBI should complete a supplemental background check on Brett Kavanaugh, maybe by the end of today, actually, and submit its report. It'll be made available to each senator and only senators will be allowed to look at it. And that's the way these reports are always handled. Meanwhile, more than 500 law professors from close to 100 law schools around the country, including Yale, have signed on to a letter to the Senate saying that the volatile temperament displayed by Kavanaugh during last week's appearance before the Senate Judiciary Committee should disqualify him from sitting on the nation's highest court. And now Judge Kavanaugh has announced that he will not be teaching a course at Harvard Law School he was supposed to this coming January. He doesn't give a reason. However, word is at least 800 Harvard Law School alums signed a letter calling the school to rescind the high court nominee's lecturer appointment because the sexual and physical assault charges made against him, quote, were credible, grave, and called into question his character and morality. In Chicago yesterday, the white cop charged with murdering a black teenager named Laquan McDonald in 2014 took to the witness stand. Uh, Laquan was only suspected of using a small knife to puncture tires that night. Officer Jason McDyke, Van Dyke, though, said he had no choice but to kill the kid. I was yelling at him, drop the knife. I yelled at I don't know how many times, but that's all I all I yelled. And did he keep advancing toward you? He never stopped. How close did he get to you? Probably about ten to fifteen feet away from me. Eyes were bugging out. His face was just expressionless. And he waved the knife from his lower right side upwards across his body towards my left shoulder. And when he did that, what did you do, officer? I shot him. Do you know how many shots you fired? No. What happened when you started shooting? I'm sorry? What happened when you started shooting? I'm sorry, could you repeat that, please? Sure. What happened to Laquan McDonald when he started shooting? Eventually, he fell to the ground. Did he ever drop that knife? No. And after you realized that he fell to the ground, did you stop shooting? Once I recognized that he was on the ground, I stopped shooting. He shot him 16 times. Prosecutors say the dash cam video doesn't show any of that flailing around with the knife. It just shows that Laquan was walking away from him and that he was on the ground and that Officer Van Dyke shot him 16 times. Prosecutors in Virginia charged four men in connection with last year's racist violence in Charlottesville. U.S. Attorney Thomas Cullen. Among other victims on 2nd Street, these men assaulted an African-American man. 
uh, two females and a minister wearing a clerical collar. They could all get uh, 10 uh, years in prison if they're convicted. Finally, today is Hold On To Your Money Day. And that's what we want. More money, more money, more money. Ears up, Steve Harvey Nation. Find out if Uncle Steve is smarter than his nephew. Back in 20 minutes after the hour on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Today in politics, well, Steve, you were right again. Um, this time about Donald Trump's taxes, because you told us even before he he, yes. he ran and all that about the women. Now, uh, you know, we recall when you told us about his taxes. Well, the New York Times is reporting that President Trump made millions by helping his family dodge taxes. They didn't pay any taxes with the help of Donald Trump. Uh, the president was a millionaire by the age of eight due to his... <laughs> Eight years old. <laughs> Due to his father's empire, the Times investigation with a Trump lawyer, uh, which a Trump lawyer, Charles Harder, said uh, it was inaccurate, showed Mr. Trump re- had received the equivalent today of at least $413 million from his dad's real estate business. Yeah, that's a How lot, much? a lot of money. $413 million in today's money. So that million dollar thing, that. It's equivalent to four hundred and thirteen million today. Okay, uh, the Times. Steve, you said it though. Yeah, you did. Taxes. You did. You said it. The, no, the he's Times. Not. This dude, listen to me. Okay. He got way more than a million dollars. Oh, from his from his dad, you mean? Way more. Mm-hmm. No, see, ain't no million dollars. But that's what he said when he no. was campaigning. But listen to well, me. We know he has a There's no one the million dollars that has turned into four hundred thirteen million <laughs> over somebody's <laughs> lifetime. Where, where, where that's at? <laughs> you want to end on that, huh? Oh, dog. <laughs> well, uh, the Times reported that much of that fortune came to Trump because he helped his parents evade taxes, setting up fake uh, a fake corporation with his siblings to disguise millions of dollars in gifts from their parents. During his presidential campaign, Mr. Trump promoted himself as a self-made real estate mogul who started out with only a very small loan from his businessman father, Fred Trump. Hmm. No, no, no. See, they don't understand how much money his father actually gave him. He's not self-made. If he was self-made, he would be a lot more compassionate. Yeah. He was given everything. It's nothing wrong with that, but you also got to understand now, you know, I, I don't, he didn't break any laws, hmm. uh-huh. you know. Huh. Hmm? No, he didn't break any laws. Uh, are are they saying he broke a law? They're definitely looking into it. These are Tax brand, evasion is a law. These are brand new developments, no, Steve. Well, l- listen just... to me. Tax evasion is a law. Tax avoidance. Tax evasion is a law in criminal. Tax avoidance is not criminal. Well, dodging, what is that? Dodging, paying no, your taxes. No, 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 no. It's only two words. Companies. It's avoidance. Yeah. All right, we got to go. Avoidance and, mm-hmm. and it's evasion. Mm-hmm. Evasion gets your ass in prison. All right, listen, um, we're going to play our favorite game, Are You Smarter Than Nephew Tommy, coming up at 34 after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time to play our favorite game. Why is it so stressful, though? 
<laughs> are you smarter? Yeah, Go. <laughs> it is. Are you smarter than nephew Tommy? We're we're playing uh, Tommy and Junior are playing what? today. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah, come on. And uh, Steve is keeping score. So <laughs> got my money on Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Team Tommy. All right, that's different. Okay, I'm here we go. Team Tommy, president of the club, taking Jay's place. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Question number one: At what degree point does water freeze? Thirty-two degrees. On a traffic red. light, red means stop. stop. Gre- green means go. go. Slow Caution. down. What does yellow mean? Caution. Slow down. Where does Santa Claus live? <laughs> North Pole. No, no, yeah. What legendary performer was known as the Godfather of Soul? James Brown. Mm. What type of beverage is Heineken? A beer. Beer. <laughs> Garter, Viper, and Boa. All snakes. Uh huh. Don Lemon has a nightly TV show. See it in. Come uh-huh. on, boy. What is the name of J. Anthony Brown's comedy club? J-Spot. J-Spot. What is the name of Kier's Foundation? Kier's Hope. Kier's Hope. Hell, you answering him. His damn. I'll be there. What was the first former NFL player to win Dancing with the Stars? Who was Emmett the first? Smith. Yeah. Which state is called the Peach State? Georgia. Georgia. Prego mm-hmm. and Ragu are... Spaghetti sauce. The, the, the pasta. <laughs> Hell. Hey, man. You're the worst. <laughs> team okay. We don't need to tally, Shirley. <laughs> but it's just fun. Uh, all right, now, let me say this here. Okay, the scorekeeper. Here we go. Junior, I think, okay, what was the first one? Read, uh, uh, read the question. At what degree sure. point does water freeze? 32. I thought it was 38. No. no it's so 30. Junior got that. <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, yeah, Junior got it. Yeah. It's a lot of score. How you going to keep scoring? You don't know the answers. Junior got a lot. Say, when do you have a feed? Well, I just be I'm going who go first. I thought it was Oh, the boys. Oh, okay. All right, uh, I'm going to do the questions and answers now. At what degree point does water freeze? 32 Fahrenheit. Junior. 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, yeah. On um, uh, traffic light, red means stop. Green means go. What does yellow mean? Now, this one was kind of crazy because it was a bunch of stuff. Yeah, they were just throwing out. Say it in there. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> Caution. Caution. Yeah, okay. Which slow down is that? So I had to get at to Tommy. She didn't give me that. Okay. I know Monica didn't give me yeah, that. Okay, our, our official scorekeeper. It's okay. You can, he, he can have it. To him. <laughs> it's on that. It really don't. <laughs> All right, we'll give that one to Tommy. Uh, number three, where does Santa Claus live? The North Pole. I don't know how you don't know where your people are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What legendary performer was known as the Godfather? Junior. What's James Brown. What type of beverage is Heineken? Beer. Junior. Yeah. Surprisingly. I thought I got beer. You did. Way late. <laughs> okay. Garter, Viper, and Boa are what types of animal? Junior. Snakes. I was going to say shoes. <laughs> Don Lemon has a nightly TV Tommy. show. Tommy! Yeah. <laughs> you, you can do it, he Tommy! He came through. Did he come through on that one? You can do it. Uh, Just Don, keep up your speed. <laughs> Don Lemon Don't has slow a, down. has a nightly TV show on what net, network? That would be CNN, Tommy. What is the name of J. Anthony Brown's comedy club? The J Spot. Junior. Yes. What is the name of Kier's Foundation? Julia, that, that was right unfair. 
okay, you can take it out and yeah. steal what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It don't matter. He, he can have it. It don't matter. Who was the first NFL player to win Dancing with the Stars? Junior. Emmett Smith, Jr., yeah. Uh, Which state is called the Peach State? Junior. Georgia. Prego and Ragu are what types of? Junior. Are types of what? (laughs) Spaghetti sauce. Spaghetti (laughs) Spaghetti sauce is the answer. All right, so Junior got 10. Tommy, you got two since we gave you. uh, (laughs) We gave you two. two. I I had Junior with 11. He did have. Yeah, yeah we, he did have 11, Tommy but we other. gave Tommy the other one, so it brought it down to 10. All right, uh, look, Nephew Tommy's up next. He is the king of pranks. He's got a prank phone call for today right after this. Prank. Give me that prank. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today's subject, my friend's freaky husband. Sounds like a prank phone call. <laughs> mm, I'll take it. <laughs> that is the subject, my friend's freaky husband. But first, it is the nephew, the king of pranks, with today's prank phone call. What you got, Neff? Your husband's prescription. See? <laughs> same thing. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Your uh, husband's yeah. prescription. Run it. Hello? Hello, how you doing? This is uh, Pharmacy. My name is Brian. I'm the tech here. Uh, is Mr. Uh, is Donovan, Donovan, is he available? Uh, no. What can I help you with? Uh, well, he, he dropped his prescription off about an hour ago. I wanted to, we wanted to call and let you guys know that the prescription is ready. Prescription for what? Uh, well, he, um, he dropped off a prescription. I'm assuming he must have, uh, it looks like the doctor just wrote this prescription today. So I'm assuming he, um, seems like he would probably need this, uh, pretty soon. So I wanted to let you guys know it's ready. Okay, and what exactly did he get a prescription for? Um, it's uh, amoxicillin. 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 We've got him at least um, fifteen tablets. If he could take two tablets a day. Wait, uh, okay. it pre- I'm sorry. Wait, your name up. is Brian, right? My name is Brian. Yes, I'm the technician okay. here at the pharmacy. Okay. Well, let me. Okay, Donovan. That's my husband. Let me make sure you have the right Donovan because. Well, let me. Like, can we check the birthdays? Are you allowed to do that with me? Oh, definitely, definitely. It's um, 74. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And so what exactly is amoxicillin for? Amoxicillin is an antibiotic, ma'am. So any type of um, small infections of, of uh, some sort, diseases or whatever, it, it pretty much cures it. So you telling me this nasty then got something and went and got it on my... First off, he went and seen the doctor and got a prescription under my insurance. This type of... And he went and got something. You know what? You know what? That Brian, I'm coming down there. I'll pick up the medicine. I'll get it. And if he wants that medicine, he'll check in with me at my counter. Because I got a check that he done wrote that his cannot cash. I'm going to beat the hell out this. He do not know. He does not even. You know what? We brought in a new okay, year. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're, you're, um, Miss. What, what, what? Can I call you by your first name? What's your name? No, call me Miss. That's fine. Just call me Miss. No, call me Miss. Okay. Uh, uh, first of all, I want to apologize. I had no idea that you were not aware of the actual mm-hmm. uh, prescription that he's that we've just filled for him. Mm-hmm. You know, just just on a personal note, I'm just curious: is, is there a possibility maybe maybe you could have given it to him? Brian, no, the you didn't. You done lost all of my. Now, first off, you don't call my phone. First off, no, you. I'm glad you called my phone to tell me it's my insurance. That's why. And then you gonna accuse me of giving that nasty. Are you screwing him? Don't you ever. 
in your life. Call somebody's phone. And this is a courtesy call. This is none of your business. What's going on in my Okay? None of your business. You get out of my legs. That ain't none of your business. And y'all ain't got a nothing to answer your question. I got something for your and his He want to come home with STDs and you want to ask me if I gave him STDs? Oh, okay. Where's your manager? Let me speak to your manager ma'am i was just i was uh you know i'm I'm not trying to be uh unprofessional i was just asking a, a personal question i should not have asked you something like that and i i do apologize i is I do, should we expect someone to pick up the prescription I'm, i just told you i'm gonna be picking that up i'm gonna come in there you, you know what blind you'll know who i am because i got i got a couple words for your and i still want to speak to your manager you did you were very unprofessional and i don't appreciate you coming at me i'm trying to eat you call me, tell me he didn't got me a STD, didn't ask me, did I give it to him? And you all up in between my No, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get all in between your legs, ma'am. Apparently, that's not the place to be, considering you guys need a moxicillin, you know? But I never know the you did. You didn't lost your mind. You know what? Brian, I still got some firecrackers left from the first, and guess what? I'm going to light the up your You don't play games with me. You do not even know. You do not know me. You don't know who I am. You don't know who I know and what I got. I got something for your What is this uh, prescription at? Because I know it's not the one by our house. I know it's not. What did he take his trifle? Where are you at? Because I'm on my uh, way I'm, now. I'm, uh, uh, would you like, my manager's here. Would you like to speak with him, ma'am? Yeah, put your manager on. Put your manager on. I want to speak to him now. Uh, hang on a sec. Uh-huh. Uh, hello? Hello? Yes, this Hi, is Tommy. Uh, who? Tommy. You're the manager of this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show when you just got pranked by your husband Donovan. <laughs> I'm gonna kill him and you. What the <laughs> prank calling me? He needs to be out looking for a job. This ain't worked in three months. Don't play with me like that. Got my blood pressure high. You alright? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm coming down. I'm still coming to get you. <laughs> I'm not that baby. You can't come get me. <laughs> oh, you better be glad I love your show. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my he God. Said, he told me, he said, my wife don't tolerate no cheating. <laughs> you know, you know I'm crazy. <laughs> you ain't right. You wrong. I got one more thing to ask you, though. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> So how would you ladies accept that call right there? Oh, that was nerve-wracking to hear that Somebody in got to do yeah. it. Yeah. How do you come up with these pranks, Tommy? Oh, man, I got one. Oh, Shirley, it, it ain't that hard. <laughs> what do you, you mean? Know, you asking him how he come up with them. Uh-huh. He, he down there already. <laughs> in the he gutter. He down there with it. <laughs> yeah, he, oh. he, you know, he... he, yeah. he 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 exists in ignorance, uh. and then you want to know how he come up with it. Hell, all he got to do is be still for a minute. <laughs> it just stuff oh, be popping you. in his head. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna do that. Yeah, it's like who thinks of this kind of stuff? Mm. Hey man, uh. when last time y'all been to an auto show? Oh, uh, it's been a minute, like never. a year or it's so. Been a yeah, my husband I loves the last time. Junior, went. you've never been to an oh, auto I went show. Last uh-uh. year. Nah, Last time I went to one was in Detroit. And I was uh, with you. That's when we was all with. Kasim Reed was not Kasim Reed. I'm talking about Oh, yeah. Kwame. Yeah. Kwame Kilman. I went to the um, L.A. car auto show this year. I thought it was last year, but it was earlier this year. What kind of car you be looking for? 
Why do you? Oh, they got some don't even be on the road, Junior. Why? No, I was just asking Steve. when oh. last time y'all went to a car show. Oh, auto show. No. Mm-hmm. no, I was yeah. with you, me and Tommy. We that was the last time. That that's right before that Phantom came out. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. He went and got that Phantom. I stood right there looking at that thing, put it right on the vision board. <laughs> and one, once again, look at God. Won't he do it? I remember when you got when you first got yours, when you turned 50, you got your first Phantom. That was a goal and a dream of yours. Remember, Steve? Remember the mm-hmm. Maybach? Ooh. I remember oh, the Maybach. Oh, God, that was the most beautiful car. That car, yeah, yeah man. That, you, that, was that was outstanding, that Maybach you had, Steve. Oh, he it. drove it so slow, though. We <laughs> Where we was oh, going? No hurry. <laughs> no, I, don't, I drive all my cars slow. We was like, hurry up. Oh, I'm, I'm pimping. I'm always used of driving too fast. How fast he going, yeah. Claude? The speed limit, whatever that, the speed that, limit that, is. Yeah, the speed limit for real, Junior. Uh, do you be turning that, with that, one finger too long? <laughs> no, no, I keep just, just with the heel of my hand. My aunt used to do that. See, so all so five cool. of my He's fingers, so they be in the air like they waving. <laughs> oh, like that. Yeah, I, just, I turn with the heel of my hand. Yeah. Your mother five never grabbed the wheel. Pimping. Pimping. so cool. He's so cool. That's funny. Yeah, like I'd be That's waving. Funny, Steve. <laughs> That's funny. I remember that Maybach though. Yeah, it was beautiful. Dope. That was yeah. so pretty. That car was Man, pretty. He had trucks mm-hmm. that was fly. That Denali. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that it was black, right? Yukon Denali. But you know, I, I yeah, oh, yeah, I got a white one. I, I love cars and watches. Oh. Yes, you do. Yeah, you have a thing for watches, man. Cars and watches. All right, look, we got to get out of here. It's time for the Strawberry Letter coming up. Uh, Subject, my friend's freaky husband. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Right now, it's time for the Strawberry Letter for today. If you need some advice on relationships, on dating, on work, on sex, on parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to Steve Harvey FM. And click Submit Strawberry Letters, Steve. Tell them. Yep, just like Shirley said, submit your letter because we can't wait to read it. <laughs> just like we're going to read this one right now. Buckle up and hold on tight. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Subject, my friend's freaky husband. Dear Stephen Shirley, my best friend and I have been the best of friends for over 10 years. I met her and her husband at the same time, and we all just hit it off. One day, I was at their place sitting on the couch, and my boyfriend was sitting next to me. My best friend's husband was in the other room. I looked up, and her husband was standing in the other room, rubbing on himself while looking directly at me. I was so shocked that I quickly turned my head and didn't say a word. The next day, I called him and told him that he is disgusting, and if it ever happened again, I would tell her. When I first met her, she would always tell me how most of her girlfriends want her man, and it's always been a problem. Well, not this time. I don't want anything to do with him. Recently, I was talking to another friend, and I found out that he did the same thing to her and her younger sister. Uh, Was with her, and she saw it too. In talking to more of our girlfriends, we learned that there are rumors at his job of him having sex in a supply closet with one of his co-workers. 
My best friend's in cousin. In the supply closet. Yeah, in the supply closet, Steve. <laughs> mm-hmm. With one of her coworkers. My best friend's cousin told her about that rumor, and she chose to believe her husband. And then she stopped talking to her cousin. My best friend's husband is a real-life pervert, and he does not care who he offends. Now, in the meantime, my friend has been seeing her ex on the side, but they haven't had sex yet. (laughs) Do you think I should tell my friend about her nasty husband? I feel like we're close enough that she will believe me, or should I mind my business and leave this freaky couple alone? I think you already know the answer, don't you? You already know what you're supposed to do. Mind your business, boo. Uh, you see what happened with her cousin. She's, she's not trying to hear any of this. She's not. And, and if you tell her about her freaky husband, as you call him, she's going to treat you the same way. How can she not know about him, though? I mean, they, you know, they've been together for a while. You guys have been hanging out for a while uh everybody knows about the supply closet all the girlfriends when you sit down and compare notes everybody knows this uh she's got to know it too uh and and you know what speaking of her the wife i was feeling you know sympathy for her i really was i was feeling you know sorry for her in a sense until the last few sentences of the letter when you said she's seeing her ex on the side but they haven't had sex yet (laughs) this this is a mess right here. This is a mess. Um, is everyone out of their minds in this relationship? I don't That's understand. Uh, please, please stay out of this crazy mess. You already know the answer. Mind your own business and leave these people alone. Um, they they know what they're doing, and you don't need to get involved in this, okay? Uh, I, I tell you one thing, though. You should tell your man. Why not tell him? And then see if the husband does that again. Steve? Um, well, you can't tell your man uh, what the dude did because you was over their house. So ain't no need of you telling your man that you was over their house and he was in another room looking at you rubbing himself. Because it ain't a damn thing he can say to that man in his own house. So he she can't do that shit. Oh, okay. But we, Huh? <laughs> I, Tommy? It, it, okay, um, but... I mean, no. the man did something crazy. He can't. He no, can't what I'm say, saying is, he can't say nothing. The man can't say nothing to the other man. If if Shirley come over my house with her boyfriend, and I'm married, and I'm looking at Shirley, and I'm in my house rubbing myself, and then Shirley tell her boyfriend, her boyfriend can't come to me and say a damn thing because we was in my house. Steve, huh? That sounds crazy. What do you mean it sounds crazy? It does. It, it sounds crazy. It doesn't matter if you guys were in his house. He could still, her man can still say something. He can still step to the husband about offending his girl. He could still do that. Okay, Shirley, do, do you know where that's going to lead to? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely yeah, do. Of course. Yeah, but probably yo. She was offended. You know, he offended her. He can't, he can't go to that man about something he did in his house he didn't see. I'm just telling uh-huh. y'all, that ain't how it works. You go, well, I tell you what, go on and do it. <laughs> see what happens. Well, so you saying gonna... he could say something if he saw him do it in in his in the house. What he what you go you at another man's house, he doing something freaky in his house. To he, you. He, no, see Shirley, she looked at this man 
She's sitting on the couch next to her boyfriend. Well, she looked back in the kitchen. This man looking at her, rubbing himself. Right. She turned no, no and tell her boyfriend, <laughs> all they can do is get up and get out. All she did was look up, though. I mean, you know. Okay, but Shirley, and all he did was rub himself looking at her. All he did was rub. <laughs> Shirley, but Shirley, you when you in this man's house, you can't say what he can do in his house. Now, if you're on the workplace, that's sexual harassment. You come in a man's house, and, and that happened right there? No, no, sir. Okay. You're not an employee or nothing? All right. We, we Okay, well, just answer the letter okay. then. Go ahead and answer it. I'm just telling y'all, you, you can say something if you want to, but you're completely out of line. And if it's starting to something, you're the one wrong because you, you, can't, you can't attack this man in his house. This is well, how. Maybe he go in the kitchen to rub himself. <laughs> That's what he go in the kitchen but for. But he's looking at her while he's doing it, You Steve. Sh- You was on so his she- couch. But, okay. All he got to do is say, <laughs> I go in my kitchen and I looks at my couch and rubs myself. <laughs> the fact that she's sitting on that couch, that's your thing. Your ass sound crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hell, where does it sound crazy? But you can't, it's the court. You are, you can't but win the we're case. We're not going to court, Steve. But she's Shirley, just going to her man you, to tell him what happened. And you gonna, you gonna get your man ass whooped. Well, now, or he uh, might yeah. get his whooped. Shirley, you ain't in a position. What are you talking, girl? You ain't got no biz over this fool house. They're friends. What do you mean? They're they hang wow. out together all the time. You a girl, Shirley? Don't I'm have a, a man. Rubbing this song. ain't working out. There's something wrong with Tommy. So how we how we talk? Well, you just you just give an answer to the letter when we come back, okay? We're we're just I, stuck on I, this. One. I was doing that. Okay. But you ain't like my answer because it wasn't the same as yours. All right, we're going to come back and uh, get part two of Steve's response to the letter at 23 after, okay? My friend's freaky husband. Apparently it's okay if he's at his own house. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, part two of the letter. uh, Subject, my friend's freaky husband. Now, let me explain something to y'all. It's, ain't no need of us trying to reset this letter because obviously it ain't going to go. So just let me tell you a couple of things. Here's a lady went with her boyfriend to her best friend's house. They've been friends for years. Her husband is freaky. She discovers it on her own because she's sitting on the couch next to her boyfriend. She look up. The man in the kitchen rubbing himself staring at her. Got it? Got it. Yeah. Got it. Shirley said in her response, she should say something to her boyfriend. My argument with that was, it's nothing the boyfriend can say to this man in his house. That's the point I'm trying to make. You can't say nothing to this man in his house. Then it got to say it, but she felt you know, some type of way because this man was doing this. But see, that could be what he do in his house. See, once you go over to other person's house, they got different rules at their house. And if you don't like a person's rules at their house, you can't go to their house. See, I had a partner, man, every time you go over there, he had kids, everything. He smoked weed in front of his kids and everything. I didn't like that. So when I went over there and he smoked weed in his kids in the room, I got, I had to go. But you couldn't he, say nothing about it. 
Now, I couldn't, hey, dog, just, even when I mentioned it to her, I said, dog, you think it's cool to smoke weed around these kids? Hey, hey, man, it's my house. Okay, see, I got to get out now. Because he said it's my house. Okay, man, you're messing your kids up, though. Those stupid-ass kids up there. They can't even color. <laughs> no, seriously, his kids couldn't even color. They <laughs> weed. There ain't no colors or nothing. Okay. <laughs> now, here's the other deal. I was so shocked, I quickly turned my head and didn't say what the next day. Now, here where it got crazy. Now, this is where she t- should have told her, man, but the next day I called him. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, what? That, this letter crazy. You called the man and told him he was disgusting, and if it ever happened again, I would tell her. Why you call this man? I, I just felt like that was wrong. It's so many things that can go wrong. You calling her husband to tell her husband he's disgusting. I just felt like you shouldn't have did that. So what's the better move? Well, if you're going to do it, you're going to tell your boyfriend when y'all get home. Look, I, don't, I didn't like that. I've looked up. He was doing this. Then your boyfriend's best move was say, he was doing what? Hey, we ain't going back over there. We threw food with them. Mm. What the boyfriend can't do is confront this man about what he did in his house. Because even, let's say, let's say it results in a fight, okay? And then we have to fill out a police report. Do you know when the police report get filled out and you say, I was defending her honor because she said he she was disgusting because she looked up he was rubbing himself in his house. He was in his house, son? Did he touch her? No. I'm, I'm just, I, that's, that's just how it's going to go. And that's all the response I'm going to make to this letter because I don't like my crew's attitude about this. <laughs> So no, I'm we're listening done. to what you're like saying. No, no, I really don't like y'all's attitude. <laughs> no, okay, like, so y'all disgusted with me, I, and I, I just want to clear. You told me on the break that I was no, talking really. too much. So you I'm, was talking too much. You talked well, all through my first answer. That's why I'm being quiet no, now, cool. and you and don't you like that either. No, no, it's all good. But I'm just telling y'all, <laughs> just the way it really works in real life. And if you fill out a police report from a whipping that you went and jumped on this man for rubbing on himself while looking at your girl in his house, that ain't a case, partner. It so I can't, can't I can't I can't whoop his ass nowhere else. Yes, you can. Like, okay. You can whoop his ass wherever you want. I'm just telling you when the police report get filled out and you say, Why did you whoop his ass? Well, my my girlfriend told me we was over his house and he was rubbing himself looking at her. And and where were you? Did he touch it? No. Did he say something to it? No. And where were y'all at? His house. Excuse me, sir. He coming back to his house. He was in his house, rubbing himself, and you done jumped on him down here to drive through. Okay. Mm. That's, you you're being charged with assault. Yeah, because it was after the fact. Way mm. after. Now like and okay big. okay now let's imagine she tells it to him on the sofa. Right he then and there in the moment. He just rubbed himself. And then he go over there and whoop the man ass. Guess what? He gonna get charged with assault and he going to jail. Damn. Well, man, I understand what you're saying. This isn't a domestic violence case. This would be two dudes getting in a fight over something that the girlfriend said happened. And as he said, she said at that point, and 
She's saying he was rubbing himself and it was disgusting. But he in his house. This ain't a case, y'all. Sorry. Yeah. Nah, I know this is upsetting to y'all because y'all thinking I'm saying that the man got the right to do what he want to do because he in his house. And that's damn near what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. that is what you're saying. <laughs> well, look, I, I'm, I'm telling I you. No, I because but when I, you, I think. When what think, people do in their home, once you enter their home, you in their zone. You can't say that, too. If they Satan worshipers, if if they into uh, M&S, if whatever they S&M. doing. S&M. and if you go to their house. <laughs> Ain't it's no need of you tripping. M&S. For yeah. dinner, Plain we having peanuts. candy. Yeah. Ain't no need of you getting mad at the damn candy. And we having candy for dinner. You can't get mad at these people because they eat candy for dinner. Don't go to my grandpa's house. You need All right, listen. Please email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter. No, on second thought, don't. At Steve Harvey FM, I know, right? Or at my girl Shirley. Email your asshole. Coming up in about 10 minutes, the president says this is a scary time for young men in America. Duh. What? Wow. He looked out black? And the president, yeah, and the president mocked Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. Wow. Who is this guy? Yeah. (sighs) That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, President Trump continued his defense Tuesday of his Supreme Court nominee, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, saying, boy, this statement right here, it's a very scary time for young men in America because of the possibility of false accusations. Take a listen to this. Well, I'd say that it's a very scary time for young men in America when you can be guilty of something that you may not be guilty of. This is a very difficult time. What's happening here has much more to do than even the appointment of a Supreme Court justice. It really does. You could be somebody that was perfect your entire life and somebody could accuse you of something. Doesn't necessarily have to be a woman, as everybody says, but somebody could accuse you of something and you're automatically guilty. But in this realm, you are truly guilty until proven innocent. That's one of the very, very bad things that's taking place right now. Here's here's the problem with that statement. If this is a difficult time in our country right now for young men, I'm just assuming since it's a difficult time for young men now, it had to have been a horrific time for women back then. Well, he never mentioned that, and that's the problem. But that's what I'm saying. See, if you're coming to the aid if this is a difficult time for young men in our country right now how difficult of a time must it have been for women for all these years Mm. who couldn't come forward who didn't have the platform the backing and the strength because if you come forward like this woman did and make this accusation and all of a sudden you have a senate hearing and a president slamming you wow how much coming forward does a woman have in her hmm. you and, know? and this is why they don't come forward because exactly. of stuff like this yeah so if yeah, this is a difficult time yeah. for young right. men right now now what this president probably nah i can't even guess Mm-mm. what he probably said. don't even try he, he doesn't even make any <laughs> uh-uh. sense also yeah. did you see the president uh mocked dr christine uh blasey ford at a rally he was in uh mississippi on uh tuesday night 
before intimating that she belongs to a group of really, really evil people uh, set out to destroy other people's lives. Take a listen to this. What he's going through, 36 years ago, this happened. I had one beer, right? I had one beer. Well, do you think it was, nope, it was one beer. Oh, good. How did you get home? I don't remember. How'd you get there? I don't remember. Where is the place? I don't remember. How many years ago was it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What neighborhood was it in? I don't know. Where's the house? I don't know. Upstairs, downstairs, where was it? I don't know. But I had one beer. That's the only thing I remember. And a man's life is in tatters. A man's life is shattered. His wife is shattered. His daughters, who are beautiful, incredible young kids, they destroy people. They want to destroy people. These are really evil people. Wow. Oh, you're well, not destroying you know this lady? Jeez. Yeah. But you know what? Her, her oh. life and that night couldn't have been a picnic for her. Mm-mm. So when he... See, the problem with Trump is he goes to these... Uh, fan base rallies mm-hmm. where his yeah. base comes out. Mm-hmm. They ha- they handpick who they put behind him. They make sure they're Trump lovers. They sell tickets. They come, and he does a set. Yes, that's a set. He yeah. does just a comedic <laughs> right. set. That's it. He comes and he's doing jokes. He's got a routine worked out. Mm-hmm. You're the president, man. God, you're the president. What are you doing a routine for? It's embarrassing. As the president. <laughs> it's embar- it really is embarrassing and shameful. It's, he it's is shameful. the worst person to be leading supposedly the greatest nation in the world. We have the worst representative that you can have for what America is supposed to represent. Fair and equal. Bring me your huddle masses. We might as well knock that Statue of Liberty down while he the president. Because that little slogan over there, bring me your huddle masses, only refers if you're coming uh, probably out of the West. Europe. (laughs) Just say it. (laughs) Probably (laughs) the West. You can come in from the West and you can come in from Europe. Anywhere south of Europe. Uh, well, let's just tell the truth. Anybody with pigmentation in their skin mm-hmm. Don't come pretty much is out. Mm-hmm. Bring your ignorant ass. That's really- so the president of the United States just made fun of a woman who claimed she was sexually assaulted, and he made fun of her at a yeah. campaign yeah. rally yeah. in the yeah. state of Mississippi. That's what he did. And, and, he, that's had, cool. and he had and thousands geez. cheering while he did it. That's yeah. the other part. His you constituents. Know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, November 6th is election day, midterm election day. Please, people, register to vote and get out and vote. That's the one way we can make and, a difference. And you know something, man, about Donald Trump? Uh, he's not funny at all. No. And, this is but not funny. his attempts at humor, man, that's it's this. in bad taste yeah. all the time. I mean, man, that that mocking that woman who this was really real for this woman. Right. This woman ain't making up none of this. Now, I got what you saying. This man's life is destroyed. I got that part you're saying. His lovely wife and his beautiful children. I got that. 
all of this could have been avoided had I, I I don't know how you know man I would have I would be a little bit more accepting of this guy if he said you know I got drunk in high school I was 17 years old I was aggressive towards this woman it's one of the horrific mistakes of my life I changed and became a better person yeah second chances I mm-hmm. could I could I could listen to that but when you lie about it. Mm-hmm. Trying to paint that Sunday school picture, man. Yeah. Didn't he say he yeah, never that Fox interview? Interview. That was a yeah. disaster. That yeah. right there, all of that. The choir man. boy uh, interview. Yeah. All right, we yeah. got to go, guys. We got to move on. Coming up at the top of the hour, uh, do you still want to work till the day you die, if possible? Do you? We'll mm. talk about that when we come who, who back right that? after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here's a question for you guys. Do you still want to work till the day you die if it's possible? All right? Because you know everybody says if, if if you do what you love for a living, then it's never really work, right? You've all heard that mm-hmm. that statement. But mm-hmm. don't you think even if you do love what you do, there is a time to retire and, you know, maybe you want to enjoy other things in life. So what do you guys think? Steve, we'll start with you. Uh, do you love what you do when we know you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you love it so much that you don't ever want to retire? Won't out year after next. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you do every day if you retired? I mean, because you love work. You you work all the time. I work when I retire. Mm-hmm. Doing what? Golf. Yeah, that's what would you do every Is that, day? Golf. Yeah. Some and, and and working trips. on your pitching wings. That's what you're working on? Yeah. <laughs> Be on a boat, yachting. Uh-huh. Uh, what else? Would I, I still mentor boys. Uh-huh. But if I had a billion dollars, if somebody says, Steve, you take a billion dollars and never appear on television again. A billion? Yeah. Yeah, who wouldn't take that deal? Oh, that's, that's... I'll take less than <laughs> that. Knocking yeah. over yeah. cameras, crew, as you go by. They have yeah. camera in my take... face. I'll actually take less than that. <laughs> you would just golf and yacht and 63. Mentor. And mentor kids. That's good. And mm-hmm. try to show some other people how to become successful. That's so mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That would that's what I do. Teaching people your playbook, huh? That's yeah. Cool. Open up a yeah. bunch of stuff. That'd be about it though. Mm-hmm. I damn sure won't be standing on here no more. I got on my last early ass radio show. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, huh? <laughs> After this, this is it. Yeah. Oh, Girl, <laughs> I, I want to hear. But you're not going to stop do, until you get a billion. Is that what you're saying? I mean, that's my goal is to be a billionaire. I'd like to see yeah. what that's like. I will be so happy without a billion, though. But yeah. now you let. Well, let me tell you this. You all, I know how you want to know how you all know I got a billion. <laughs> how? Because the next day I ain't coming in here. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I believe that. But you wouldn't call us and let us know no. you weren't coming in? you just not show up? Call you. <laughs> you got to You be. heard me. You well, let me ask y'all something. Have I ever called y'all? <laughs> well, we usually Very so, so, yeah, we every, every, every now and then. We usually know ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. You'll call us from vacay a lot of times. Every now and then. Yeah, when you get bored, then you'll yeah. call us. But then you yeah. get mad when we don't answer, though. <laughs> Yeah, he wants oh. you to stop. Oh. Working. Oh. Yeah. And I'm mad at Mississippi Monica right now. Mm. Mm. She has not returned a text from her supposed leader in a day and a half because she mad. Mm. Uh. Mm. Oh, really? 
Mm-hmm. Well, it happens. <laughs> well, yes. y'all work that out. People get y'all mad, Steve. You get mad. People you get, get mad. Oh, I know you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He can't understand. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about it you don't, you don't get? When you're pointing that finger over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in hearing what these other two would do. Ask them the question. About retiring? Junior? Come on. Oh, if I retire, well, I want to work to the day I die? Mm-hmm. Nah. Nah. Well, I thought no. you, don't you love what you I do? I love it. Yeah. I love it. You but love stand-up. But at one point in time, I'm going to be serious in my life. But you're... <laughs> I ain't gonna be okay. funny all my life. I'm gonna be serious at one point. Doing what? I gotta get my ass doing? out this game. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, you ask me a question, ain't gonna be nothing funny about it. I'm gonna be actually <laughs> really gonna be serious. But if I did retire, I'm gonna do, I mean, I'm, I'm probably gonna travel. I know I'm gonna travel. Oh, yeah. Oh, you wanna see the world? I, huh? I really wanna go see the world. I really mm-hmm. enjoy when um, I go out the country and just seeing mm-hmm. some of this, this life that God created out here for me to take in. Man, mm-hmm. I really wanna see that. I wanna go walk the big wall of China. I wanna go down and see what that looked like. You're, are you, um, is marriage in it for you maybe one day, you Absolutely. Think? Oh, Somebody got to take care of me. I'm doing a horrible job. <laughs> <laughs> you suck I'm at it. I suck at taking care of me. I'm eating out every day. This boy say, I'm doing a horrible job. <laughs> hey, Junior, huh? you eat out every day? Just about, uh, some days. You know, you I'm, cook, I'm, Junior? I'm sitting down at somebody's restaurant. I'm in there. You just know how to cook, What's, Junior? Yeah, but, cook, but when cook? we going to cook, we come home at nine at night. What's wrong with that? What you mean? Eating out every day. I don't. What, sure. What's your What's your point? Well, man, you need to hook up then. <laughs> what is your point? She's married. <laughs> I need. Yeah. I can use the company. So you eat out. Yeah. What's <laughs> <laughs> the big deal? Why you think they got restaurants? What, what are you talking about? That's why God made them. Yeah. God exactly. God. No, that's what I, I want to travel. That'd be my thing. Travel. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Let's scurry on over here to the nephew. Uh, mm. Nephew, here do you want to work till the day you die, if possible? Going to the end. Going all the way to the end. Really? You're going to work. You're yeah. never going to, the to end? You're going to the end. I'm talking about Red Fox style. Going to the end. George you, Burns. Mm. To the end. You're, you're never going to retire, Tommy? No. no just keep going. On being, he ain't planning on being financially right. <laughs> going to the end. You, you mean- work. You're going to work like you owe taxes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're going to be doing stand-up. Not necessarily, but I'm going I'm to work to the end. Wow. To the end. What about your family? If they want you home, you know, they don't want you leaving out and traveling so much. This know? is the same dude, remember, Shirley. Uh-huh. This is the same dude who said if he hit the lottery. <laughs> he has you can't got repeat that joke to right find now. a way to get uh-huh. rid of his family. No, he can't. That was before he got married, right? Uh-huh. Didn't he say that? No, Tommy said. I'm trying to help uh-uh. him. I'm trying For to help 400 him. $400 million, <laughs> he has <laughs> got to find a way to get rid of his family. Because there's <laughs> no way he's going to be explaining Steve. to her where he been all night. <laughs> Steve. What? Tommy, I tried to help you. I told you to never say that. Mm-hmm. I know, but Carl, I ain't, I ain't lying, though. I, I got to say, it, $400 million, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm faking my death in front of them. I'm not lying. <laughs> now they not, know. Uh, $400 million. $400 million. I'm not How lying. Would I'm, I'm get, How would you die? How would you die? I'm finna get somebody in Hollywood. And, and 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 my whole chest gonna explode right there. <laughs> All right, and we'll I'm, be back. I'm gonna shoot him with more oh, of God. ignorance. I'm gonna be in on it with him. I'm gonna shoot him. And he gotta give me fifty mil right after this. I love it. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, this is something new, uh, the presidential alert. Um, it's similar to the state-level systems that let police and local authorities send out amber alerts and stuff and weather warnings. Uh, the biggest difference is scale. The nationwide system is designed to blast a message to all 225 million smartphones in the United States, and that reaches about 75% of the population. News of the presidential alert test drew almost immediate criticism on some corners of social media, with some people vowing to turn off their phones. They turn, they said they're going to turn off their phones because they believe that they will be held captive uh, by President Donald Trump. Uh, and some even uh, thought that um, the president would allow that would allow the president to tweet to every each and every American. So they were we like, need an app to block that. Yeah, we need so, something to block that. Yeah, th- this is all wrong. It, it it just means that it's a high um, level of an alert system, you know, where you can send out they amber alerts. Test. And, yeah, and you can send out weather warnings. But when they said presidential alert, people automatically thought it was the president getting ready to tweet, tweet them or, you know, be on their phones. And they didn't want to have anything to do with it. Well, I'm turning off my phone. That's what they were saying. Because yeah. it's going to happen today, though, yeah. this afternoon. Yeah. This, this afternoon president, Presidential what alert. Time? At what time? So I can take my battery out. <laughs> it says 225 million phones Smart today, phones. this yeah. afternoon. Mm-hmm. My battery taken out. Watch me. But it's, it doesn't have anything to do with President Trump. That's the thing. Well, well, just, what, why they just call it, why they call it the presidential? Because uh, it's a okay, high so level. Okay, Steve, at about 2.18 p.m. Eastern time, FEMA will send out the first message testing this. Yeah, so it ain't the president? It's not Donald Trump. They're just calling it the presidential alert. They need a new name for this. It's a high-level yeah, alert, okay? Yeah. It's a high-level well, alert. call it that. <laughs> HLA, high-level alert. Call it that. They want to let. They want the police and local authorities to be ready. You know, it's a test to send out amber alerts and uh, weather warnings and things. Yeah, so mm-hmm. people have a misconception as to yeah. What they <laughs> didn't think it's going to be the they president. They taking their photos, yeah. okay, tweeting to them and stuff. So yeah, yeah they don't want to have anything to do with hey, that. Man, I look up yeah. President Trump got a tweet on my phone <laughs> directed at me. Crazy, hey, Junior, right? listen up. No, I'm not listening. <laughs> this is for a national message. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For so you can know yeah, what's going yeah. on with the weather and Amber Alert. When, when you hear President, don't you feel like his face in the pop Man. up on your phone? <laughs> and it's him talking. <laughs> or getting a tweet from him or something. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So this afternoon, about 2.18 p.m. Eastern. Where, where you going to be, young? Uh, I'm hopefully, man, be playing golf. On the golf course? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I ain't got time ninth for hole. That. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll it be a little further along every... than, than the ninth Small. hole at 2 o'clock this afternoon. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the alert is going to go to every smartphone in the United States that's turned on within a range of a cell tower. Wow. wow. Get you a dumbass phone. <laughs> Not a smart one. Flip phones is finna get coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Like flip phones. Could have sworn last week at the um, judiciary hearings for uh, Brett Kavanaugh and Dr. Blasey Ford that uh, Senator Lindsey Graham had a flip phone in his hand. (laughs) I I believe it. I was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Hey, uh, uh, yeah. I, I got five books for you. I got. Mm-mm. Three letters. Mm-mm. All this when I was in Nashville. Three Mm-mm. letters. Well, you was up eight there for t-shirts. <laughs> eight t-shirts. Eight t-shirts. You 
brought all this stuff back with and you. And full poster boys. All right, uh, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show while Steve mulls that over yeah, <laughs> right thanks, after man. this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Bill Cosby has been in prison for one week, and uh, TMZ is reporting that it hasn't been all that bad for him. According to sources, uh, Mr. Cosby spends his days chatting with the prison staff and just strolling around the prison guards. You know, he still has not yet entered the general population, which is likely for his own protection, they're saying. He eats breakfast in his cell every day and then lunch and dinner. He'll do that either in a cell or in an open room. Now, since he is legally blind, let's not forget about that, Cosby does have a personal guide who walks him around the prison uh, to the library, uh, to the yard, and to other facilities. TMZ also learned that he's been able to speak with his wife, Camille, on the phone every single day for just for a few minutes, though. And most likely they talk about his appeal and uh, it won't be until next week when he'll, he'll be able to uh, have some visitors come and see him. Surely. Yeah. Can't nobody on the outside say it ain't been that bad. No. They ain't in there. <laughs> no. The person that's <laughs> giving out the information. Yeah. Man, come on, you got man. two weeks usually of orientation to prison life, and then they put you in general population. He'll probably go straight to protective custody because he's a high-profile case. Even and if in they state do, prison? Well, they have protective custody everywhere. Yes, he's oh, okay. in the same prison. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can't yeah. just dump people in there with, with them boys. Okay. Yeah. So, them bo- oh, the ones he, that ain't ever getting out? Mm, yo, wow. Let me ask you, if he got a guide, is, is that a prisoner or someone that works? No, yeah, funny. well, you don't know. Yeah, I, come on now. Yeah. Okay. What? Because, you know, they have people who work at the hospital in the medical department mm-hmm. that push the guys to their appointments and... Oh, you know, okay. in wheelchairs and stuff like that. They got that's like a job within the prison, oftentimes. Mm-hmm. A trustee job. Right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Ain't nobody coming in to do that. I'm sorry. You what you don't want to be <laughs> is a non-inmate working around the inmate. Yeah. And, and you ain't the guard. And they nah, know that. Partner. Yeah. Nah. That ain't no life. I had one of them jobs. Huh? Used to deliver paint to the prison. The prisoners wave prison? you in. The, yeah, the prisoners wave you in the prison. I didn't move that truck. I need somebody with a uniform on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on in, little man. Uh-uh. <laughs> nah. What your nah, name is, my Junior? The whole nah, time. Nah, dog. Where is somebody who free who get to go home? <laughs> yeah. Wow, what really, you, yeah. Junior? Yeah. yeah, what you can't do is just mm. be surrounded by no, everybody no, no, no. locked up. Nah, nah, you don't oh, do that. Because they love yeah. company. That's smart, yeah. Junior. Yeah. Man, I'd have left mm. that paint at that gate every damn time. I had, I I had to pull the truck in there, but all the people that worked there came out then. I wasn't moving because the inmates said come in. <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Come on in, little man. <laughs> I started whistling. You don't make good decisions. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me tell you about this Samuel L. Jackson story, too. If you spend any time online, you may have noticed this uh, viral video going around that features Samuel L., his character yes. from Pulp Fiction. Remember that character mm. grilling Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. If you haven't seen it, the video combines clips from Kavanaugh's testimony in response to Dr. Christine, Christine Blasey Ford's sexual assault allegations against him with clips from Samuel's iconic monologue from the beginning of the uh, movie. 
uh, Samuel L.'s character also roasts Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. And so far, <laughs> the original viral clip has racked up tens of thousands of retweets and likes on Twitter. Samuel L. Jackson gave the clip his stamp of approval uh, and called it funny as heck. He yeah. said it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up next, Steve Harvey's closing remarks. Don't go away because you don't want to miss it. We'll be back at 49 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Last break of the day. Steve Harvey, take us away with some insightful closing remarks. I know you have some for us today. Well, you know, um, I think it's imperative. Uh, Yesterday we talked about uh, how hate is so counterproductive. Um, Well, let's talk about something today that is productive. And that's uh, one of the major uh, principles of success. Uh, I don't know if people understand the real value of dreams and visions. I don't know if people understand the real value of writing it down. You know, having dreams and visions is one thing. It's the writing it down part that solidifies it and makes it more doable and concrete. And the reason I'm saying that is because writing your visions down, everything you want on a piece of paper or creating a vision board, isn't just a principle of success. Well, it is very much a principle of success, but it's a scripture. It's actually in the Bible. He, God has laid out for us exactly how to have the best life possible for you. He's already laid that out. He gave us words of encouragement. He gives us wisdom. He gives us understanding. That's what Proverbs is all about. That's what the Psalms is about. He gives you an examples of people overcoming throughout the Bible. He gives you examples of what real faith can do. He has, he, he shows you seasons of what can happen to people. But one of the things Habakkuk 2 and 2 says, write the vision and make it plain so that he who reads it will run to it. And even though it tarry, Terry means take a long time. Wait for it, for surely it will come at an appointed time. It's so important, man, that you as people, that we as people never forget the significance and the importance of writing our goals and our visions, our wants, our dreams, our hopes, our yearnings down. It is imperative that you write it down. It's not, it's not um, anything that, that should be taken lightly. This is very, very real. It can change your life. It really, really can, man. It can do so much for you. Because, see, where you are now is temporary. You've got to understand that. But you've got to have a dream and a vision to get out of that place so you can move on to your next place. All of us are being tested on some form, shape, or fashion. All of us are being tested on some level. All of us. Ain't nobody scot-free of the test of life. 
But man, with, with the dream and vision, the Habeka two and two, writing the vision and making it plain, it can get you into your season a lot sooner. Uh, Bishop Gettys sent me something. Bishop Gettys is a minister uh, down in the Carolinas who came on my show once, and we've become friends ever since. And uh, he sent me something one day, and he told me, he said, never judge somebody based on the season. Are y'all listening? Never mm-hmm. judge someone based on the season. Mm-hmm. He told me, he said, one season, David was a shepherd. The next season, he was a king. Mm. One season, Ruth was working in the field. The next season, she was owning the same field. One season, Mordecai was sitting outside the king's palace. The next season, he was inside the palace. And what he was saying to me was, we serve a God who turns things around. And that is the God of unmerited favor. You can't judge somebody based on the season. You don't know who you're talking to. You don't know what God going to do for this person. You don't know what this person written down. You don't know what this vision this person has for itself. And you don't know what kind of grace God going to put on this person. So like we were talking about on the radio show, we were talking about have, have you gotten more than you thought or did you get everything you ever wanted? A lot of this stuff I have, I ain't even see. I didn't know it was nothing to want. I didn't know to want certain things because I didn't know certain things existed. But he gave it to me anyway because he has this thing called grace. But what has helped me a great deal along the way is writing down everything on paper, making notes in my iPhone, having vision boards. It has completely turned my life around. It'll do the same thing for you because of a scripture Rebecca 2 and 2. Write the vision and make it play. Period. It can change your life. I tr- If somebody told that to me, I'd try that. I really would. Those are my closing remarks today. Drop it. Yeah. Like it's hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't go right there. Make hey, it. y'all have a great weekend. <laughs> Day. <laughs> you hit them straight since you ball, you golfing the Yeah, I'm going out today. Hit them around. Got a couple friends. I'm going to go play. Oh, 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 For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
Business as usual is a thing of the past. These days, when it comes to helping businesses evolve and innovate, a little unconventional thinking goes a long way. T-Mobile for Business breaks with convention to help businesses realize new possibilities. They offer America's largest and fastest 5G network, a reimagined customer experience to give you solutions in the moment, and premium benefits like 5G with every plan. Get unmatched network support and value without any trade-offs. Details at T-Mobile.com slash unconventional. Open Signal awarded T-Mobile fastest 5G network based on average speeds. USA 5G user experience report January 2021. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some users may require certain plan or feature. See T-Mobile.com. 